This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Compass, a monthly program to help full Focus Planner users stay on track with their goals. Learn more at focusonthispodcast.com slash compass. Welcome to another... (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Focus... (laughs) Welcome to another episode you gotta of click Focus on this. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays with your host, Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Hey, uh, Blake, the other day I was telling somebody that about our podcast and I said, you were bragging. No, I wasn't. It was, it kind of came up. You're you bragging about me. No, none of the above. Oh, okay. Continue. <laughs> um, it just kind of came up naturally. They were like, are you doing some kind of like, pod? and I was like, yeah. Um, do you know this guy, Blake Stratton, just cause he's in Nashville. He's a music guy. I thought he might know you. My and fame he has said, swept the nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, like the country guy. <laughs> and I realized, and you're like, yeah, yeah. I was like, me and Blake Shelton, yeah, me totally and Blake Shelton host a, a productivity podcast. Yeah. It's awesome. Can you? And yeah, we should have him. Can we get him a planner? Verbs, he's in your speed dial, right? You and Blake, tight. Got him. Cool. Yeah, give him a shout. And um, you may as well give Adam Levine a shout as well. Just put him on the group, same group text. Okay. Yeah, just to get everyone from the Voice there on on our podcast in the next episode. Perfect. That'd be great. So, Courtney, have you ever wanted to run a marathon? I have, yeah. Oh, you actually have, haven't you? <laughs> you you've actually run a full marathon? No, I've never run any, any marathon. Okay. You know, that makes me question how much you listen to me on this podcast because I actually I think I talked about how I get to a certain point and I start like breaking down like my body just from some old sports injuries. I'm sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> So the reason I've never wanted to do a marathon is because it keeps going, you know, (laughs) I'm fine with running, I'm fine with running down the street and back, but (laughs) just keeps going and going and going. And I think there are people listening here that have a marathon lifestyle when it comes to work. Yeah, there's no ending to the day. There's no ending. I know a marathon actually has an end. And if you run a marathon, you're like, no, that's great. But for me, <laughs> it seems endless. So when your work day is endless, though, that is much like a marathon, if I were to try to do it, exhausting. Totally exhausting. Mentally, emotionally, physically, never having those boundaries of when do I start, when do I end. It's just work spills over. I'll pick up my laptop after the kids go to sleep. It's exhausting. What you're talking about is the never-ending to-do list. And I feel like that is basically the norm now. Basically, you most likely can't get all the things done during your normal day. It's so overwhelming. And then you're like, well, I guess I'll get to like my actual work, you know, tonight, you know, after I do the things like I have to do, and then I'll just get right back to work. Yeah, I think that back in the day, if you worked in an office or a, a mill, uh, <laughs> perhaps, a, perhaps a mill you worked at, um, you would go to the mill or go to the office. And then when you left the office, 
or you 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 put your pail over your shoulder yeah. and you left the mill for the day. Guess what? The mill didn't follow you home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but nowadays, it follows you. It stays in your pocket. Your office is on your phone. You can connect at all times, and so it's easier now more than ever to be on almost all the time when it comes to work. It's da- it's really dangerous. It's actually we. We've, our team has done some research on this. It really causes stress. This low-level anxiety of there's always something to do causes stress, which causes, you know, it just wreaks havoc on your nervous system, on your sleep. I mean, I'm yeah. speaking from experience here. It, it has, you know, when I was in that season, I could not sleep through the night. Not, not one time did I, literally, years, yeah. waking up at two, waking up at three, and then I'd be up for at least an hour thinking about work. Yeah. I think this is one of the most important things we will talk about on this podcast because I think it has invaded our culture so heavily where what you talked about, like our phones go everywhere with us and therefore our work can go with us everywhere. And there are just no, you know, clear boundaries. And then it impacts literally every aspect of our life. You know, I think there are some very real emotional health consequences of letting that spillover just happen without any restraint. I think you are spot on, Courtney. And I'll speak for myself here and say that sometimes if I'm not careful, I can be so aware of the things that remain to be done and it will feel like I have too many things to do. I hear that from people that we train sometimes that there's just too many tasks to get done. So I'm still awake. I may as well try to get more stuff done. And the shift we want to talk about in this episode is simply this. Your problem isn't the number of tasks. Your problem is not the number of tasks. I want to repeat that. The problem is the boundaries or lack thereof that you've set on your workday. Yeah, so the big shift we want you to make is actually having bookends, a clear beginning and a clear end to your day. And we're going to give you three reasons for having a workday startup and shut down. I talk all the time about um, how key this is for our staff here. Anytime we have somebody that feels like overwhelmed or just, you know, stressed, I always ask, you know, how's your workday shutdown going? And more times than not, you know, They're like, actually, you know, I've let that slip a little bit. Um, It is so key. So I'm really excited to get back in. I'm really excited to get into this today and really help you stop the rollover problem that like, I didn't get done today what I need to get done. So it's going to go tomorrow. It's going to go tonight. It's going to go to Saturday. I'm going to catch up on Saturday. And just having the end of the day feel like a sense of accomplishment that you did a great job with the time that you had in those bookends. You did the right things and having that sense of accomplishment. Yeah. It's funny because when you set those boundaries, you feel like, well, I guess I'm admitting that I just can't get enough stuff done, but that's actually not the truth. When you set those boundaries, you end up getting more done. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, There's been a lot of research on this, so we will dig in deep to these three reasons. Before we dive in deep, though, I want to kick it to my main man, Verbs, over here. Verbs? You know, it's funny. I remember there was a time when rollovers were actually a good thing. Remember your old cell phone plan? You wanted to make sure you had rollover (laughs) On singular wireless? (laughs) Yes. And even vacation time, you wanted to roll over those days. But in in this case, we definitely don't want to roll over work to the next day. 
But uh, thank you for the introduction, Blake. I am here once again to welcome all of our new listeners, as well as say a quick hello to all of our existing listeners and invite everybody to make sure that they're joining in on all the fun and conversation in the community. What community is that, you ask? The Full Focus Planner Community. I was just about to ask that. I saw the question on your face. (laughs) I wanted to address it so it wouldn't stress you out. All you need to do to join is search for the Full Focus Planner Community right there in Facebook, and you will be plugged in immediately to all these conversations on tips, tactics, things that other people are doing with their planners to maximize the use and getting the right things done. Thanks, Verbs. So today we are talking to you who feel like the workday feels endless. I feel scattered. It's spilling over. I'm looking at email in the morning, I'm cracking open the laptop late at night. And the problem is not that you have too many things to do. The problem is that you haven't established clear, functional boundaries on your workday. So the way to do that is through two rituals, a workday startup ritual and a workday shutdown ritual. So we've got three reasons why you've got to have both of those rituals installed. Yeah, the first reason is it helps you accept the truth that the day is not endless. A lot of times we go through this digital world that we live in and everything seems infinite. You know, our social feeds, our news feeds, our task list, it just never ends. And it's basically like, it's up to you to figure out how to fit all this stuff in. Yeah. (laughs) Do you ever refresh on Instagram or something like that or the show more thing on YouTube And I just wonder if it would ever say like, actually, Blake, I think you've seen enough today. (laughs) You're good. I think I think Instagram is over now. You've you've seen it all. Go home. (laughs) Yeah, it's not going to happen. And the truth is we our days are finite. It begins and it ends. Uh, But very rarely do we treat our work that way. And the number of hours that we have, it's just it's unchangeable. We all have the exact amount of time. And although your task list may never end, your day will. Yeah. And if you ignore it, you are setting yourself up for some hurt. I think this is especially dangerous for people that love their job or or business owners that are passionate about what they do. I've talked to groups of people before where they say, hey, we love this stuff. I mean, we don't want to quit. We don't want to stop the day. We we love this. In fact, we love each other. We're like family here, you know, Mm -hmm. and we love the work. I could just go, go, go. And well, the illustration I'll give them is, Courtney, that time, I think I brought it up on the podcast before, but when we rented that Tesla for that trip and so much fun to drive, (laughs) what we found very quickly was it does not matter how fun the Tesla is to drive. If we deny the fact that a Tesla has a battery that needs to be recharged, we will end up driving 45 minutes out of our way mm-hmm. to sit in a random Dunkin' Donuts parking lot <laughs> to charge the Tesla, which is what we had to do, right? Because we've denied our humanity when we don't when we try to suggest that things are just endless and if we love our job, we can keep going. And again, not to go too deep here, too quick, but that takes a toll. You know, I, I think sometimes when when it feels like, have you ever, you know, if someone kind of, it seems like their life sort of shipwrecks, they make a bad choice or, or something like that. It's like, that starts because you've denied something you need usually. Mm-hmm. And a pattern of that over time can, can wreak havoc on your life. 
and again, I'm not not trying to get too serious on here, but I think it's a serious thing. You've got to acknowledge I have boundaries. I need I have a battery, so to speak, that needs to be recharged. Yeah, I think what you said there is so true. I I hear that so much where people are like, oh, I just love to work. Well, and we all there's a lot of people that love their job. They're very passionate about it. But at the end of the day, you need a life outside work. I mean, we all do. So here's a question. What is the real authentic dark side of being that person that says, you know, you love your work, you love what you do, you're passionate about it, you get energy from the work that you do, and it you feel like it actually kind of fills all of those buckets that, that give you what you need to continue to live life at a high level and enjoy it. What's the dark side specifically of where you can go just continuing to live life like that? I had a conversation with someone yesterday and he has has processed through this been in you know a lot of recovery but he said you know I I loved what I did and we were crushing it and it was a thrill and 20 years ago I had a stroke a minor stroke and then I had another minor stroke 5 months later and I was trying to figure out what was wrong and you know seeing specialists and things like that because that's obviously really really dangerous fortunately it wasn't a massive stroke but they said, oh, you are, you know, after just going back to walk us through a typical day, you're only sleeping four hours a night and you have four years and you're never turning off work mode. You're always in work mode. And his life, you know, had he not turned a corner, the, the authentic side of it is it is very serious, potentially health-wise. I think we can all, you know, think of things that happen in life that it's like, wow, never would have thought. You know, this person who loves their work, loves their job, never thought they would X, Y, and Z or crumble or whatever, sure. you know? But, I mean, not to be a downer, but th- that's why we do this podcast because it's important to pay attention. You know, it's not just a cool thing to have a ritual. It's actually really vital for long-term sustainability sure. of what you want to build in your life. Yeah, and I think even Michael and his own story and what he experienced early in his career and the health scare that he had really propelled mm-hmm. a lot of this learning and research and kind of developed a lot of the principles that we live by and preach this win at work and succeed at life. Um, and with these rituals, it, here's the key with them. No one can set these for you. I can't set them for you. Blake can't set them for you. Your spouse can't set them for you. These are things that you have got to do for yourself and you've got to want them. And so there's a very there's there is a very deep part of this of like examining what's important to you um, and where you want to be. You know, maybe you think about 10 years from now, 20 years from now and look back and think about what's most important for you and what you want the outcome to be. And maybe that would help shift some of that perspective. Very wise. I love that tip. So the first reason to set workday startup and shutdown rituals is it helps you accept the truth that the day is not endless, that you need to establish boundaries for health, for long-term sustainability, for achieving what you hope to 20 years from now, as Courtney just said. Second reason is it helps you focus so that you can be more productive. So I think it's important to kind of go through what a startup ritual is. And if you listen to our last episode where we talked about morning and evening rituals, you probably get the gist of this. Uh, But it's basically just an intentional start to your workday. 
Blake, what are the things that you do as part of your startup ritual? Right. So when I get to work, the first thing I'll do is I will review my calendar. I want to see the hard commitments I've already made for the day, what appointments I have set. Then I will review an app I have called Things, which is my digital task manager. It's kind of a a bucket catch-all for all my different tasks. Um, again, we'll, we, we endorse a hybrid system here, so I'm not just purely in the planner, although that's coming later. In fact, my next step is to review my weekly big three. So I want to be, I want to keep that visible. So I know, hey, what am I going after this week? And how that, how is that going to influence my day? Then I will process my inboxes. So email, uh, we have another task manager we use here called HubSpot, and I can get tasks sent to me through there. So I'll check that. And then I will fill out my planner. You know, I'll start by asking, hey, what, now that I've seen all that, what's my big three for today? And I'll set my big three. I'll fill out the rest of that daily page. And once I've done that, I fill out my planner, the daily page for that day. So I'll write down what are my big three. That's the first thing I want to establish. Uh, then I'll fill out the rest of that with other tasks. And then I wrap that up with taking a minute. Usually it's not more than that, where I literally will just sit in quiet because sometimes I get really amped and excited. Oh, here's all this stuff. And I'll just sit quietly and just imagine the day going really well and mm -hmm. kind of give thanks for that. Almost like a, a meditation of like, I'll just have seen all my appointments, seen all my tasks, and I'll just be quiet and just sort of imagine, okay, I'm imagining myself doing all this stuff and that it's going awesome. Kind of like, uh, you know, athletes will do that sometimes yeah. where they'll like imagine this, okay, what's our game plan and imagine that going well. I try to do that before I start because yeah. it kind of just helps me stay a little centered, I guess, um, and not feel anxious. You know, that we mentioned this in our last episode, but when you're forming your workday ritual, you you want to know, okay, what's the outcome I'm driving at here, right? right? So for me, that was, okay, I want to know what I have to do. I want to feel focused, but I also want to feel energized. Yeah, I love, like, I would just like to say, I love how, like, intentional you are about having those moments of, like, <laughs> I'm just going to stop. I'm going to breathe. Like, I love even it with your morning ritual, just all the stuff you do with affirmations. And I love that you take all the listeners deep. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I think another key as you're thinking about your own workday startup is it should be pretty quick. It's 10 to 30 minutes. But the thing that you have to be careful with, and sometimes I get drawn into this as well. It's not, you're not doing work. You're actually planning it. Mm, that's key. Yeah. So a lot of times this is where it happens to me. I will be like cleaning through Slack, which, you know, that's our internal communication. And it's really easy for me to like get off in a tangent. And then I'm like, oh, darn, I didn't, you know, I didn't go through my workday startup the way that I wanted to. And then you're kind of behind the eight ball there. Yeah, I, I love that. It helps you stay centered on what's most important for the day. So you don't want to just roll into your workday and be reactive. You want to plan. So, you know, one exception, you know, if you're going through Slack uh, is to, if there is something that pops up, that's, if it's something that you could do in under two minutes, let's say, that could be something where it's like, okay, cool, quick. I can do that in, in less than two minutes. So boom, it's done. Uh, just because the, the time it would take to then take that and put it on your task list in the planner and right. then come back to it. It ends up, I mean, you, you, 
if planning the task takes longer than doing the task, then you maybe should just do the task. That's right. kind of the point of that. <laughs> but for the most part, you want to just focus on what's most important for the day, get centered on that, and that'll give you confidence. It, it really does inspire confidence that, okay, I've, I've taken into account what my commitments are. I've recommitted to what's most important. Now I'm ready. And uh, I think throughout the day, at least for me, it really helps me not get sucked into distraction. Yeah. I, and two other things I want to mention about this. One, do not <laughs> get sucked into spending your whole morning on email. You Like <laughs> literally like set a timer for the whole thing if you need to. And just like when that timer's up, like you're done. Don't get sucked into email. Another thing that I want to, one thing that's different, Blake, from me and you, I actually do my daily big three as part of my workday shutdown the day before. Mm, um, so you can choose either place. But as part of my workday startup, I always review that as I get ready for the next day. Courtney, do you have any tips or tricks? Like how do you avoid getting sucked into email? That seems like it's a hard yet daunting task to achieve. <laughs> Well, I think that's what's so key about these two rituals together, um, because part of my shutdown ritual is also checking email. And so when I get to work in the morning, you know, it's pretty trimmed down already because I've taken time as part of my shutdown. And so like Blake said earlier, if it's a big project, I move it to my task list in my planner and come back to it later. But otherwise, I'm just filtering through it and making sure it's like processed appropriately. Okay. Yeah, it definitely takes practice. I, I mentioned that in one of our trainings recently. I was like, yep, and I get to inbox zero and it, like people start laughing. I was like, no, I'm serious. What is this inbox zero you speak of? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I'll, you are just trying to, it takes practice processing to to not get sucked in to go, oh, wait, do I have to do this now? The answer is probably no. So if it's going to take longer than just a second, truly, uh, then and I do have to do it then when should I do it? When would be a good time? And sometimes for me, I just will put it off. Like I'll just make a note of it. it it'll be on my planner. Oh, I got to do that. And then it's ultimately not important for that day, but then I can plan when I should do it. Sure. That just takes, you know, processing in that way. It does take some practice, but it is possible for you out there. Those of you with a thousand emails in your inbox right now. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, uh, oh, speaking of a thousand e emails, just like call it like, just archive all those, start fresh. Bankruptcy, Change your email address. That's what it is. Email <laughs> bankruptcy. Just call it, like clean it all out, start afresh tomorrow. Uh, but I think that the whole thing of this is it just gives you the confidence to focus because the little things are taken care of. You've made sure you're like nothing's blowing up in your email that is urgent for you to take care of. Um, there's, and sometimes there's that email from Amazon that shows you that your, your package is on the way. <laughs> And you want to track where it is and what time it'll arrive. Oh, that is, yeah, that is a good one. Uh, I've been there before. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's where kind of getting in the practice of that, the payoff of this is so great once you experience it, that that tracking for Amazon isn't going to tempt you. You know, you're going to get through this workday startup and then hopefully you're going to have some time to really plow through your big three for the day. Um, and that becomes your focus. Exactly. The third reason you've got to have workday startup and shutdown rituals is to help you stop working so that you can be present elsewhere. And specifically present where you ought to be. Yeah. So what is a 
shutdown ritual. It's basically the reverse of your workday startup. It's just a set of tasks you perform to close out the day. And, you know, those can look different for everybody. But the purpose is just so you can step away from work. Uh, For me, you know, that's setting my big three and getting it ready for the next day. Um, You know, going through my email and Slack and reviewing tomorrow's calendar. Those things help me know, okay, I've like closed out the day. I'm ready for tomorrow when I get here to do my workday startup. This is, in my opinion, the single most transformative habit you could establish. In my opinion. And that's just because it was for me. So mm-hmm. when my friend Eric first shared the full focus planner with me, you know, I skipped ahead. I went to the daily pages and I just started using it. And I noticed there was a little box that said workday shutdown ritual. And I was like, huh, there's an idea. This was in a season where I was never sleeping through the night. And I was just, I was really, you know, I had my digital lists and uh, everything, you know, I was firing, I felt like, uh, but I wrote down a workday shutdown ritual. In other words, I asked, what would help me shut down? (laughs) What would help me be able to be free of thinking about tasks, work, clients? And I did those things. And the very first thing that changed before my productivity or results skyrocketed even was that I slept through the night. (laughs) I woke up, I remember I woke up and I was like, is it morning? Like I literally, I was confused because <laughs> I hadn't slept through the night in years. Yeah. And the next thing that happened was Elena, my wife, started taking notice. So now when I come home and I'm not perfect, I know listeners, you thought I was, <laughs> but I'm actually not. So sometimes I'll forget to do, I'll forget or I'll feel like I'm too busy to do my work day shutdown or whatever. And I'll come home and I haven't done it. Elena can tell in five seconds, like it does mere minutes, literally she'll go, Oh, um, Hey, are you here right now? And she's usually right. Like I'm not there. I'm still at work mentally. Yeah. And you know, those of you who, you know, come home and you've got a spouse, children, whatever to be with, if you've been asked that question, you, you know what I'm talking about. And it doesn't feel, <laughs> doesn't feel good. You feel stressed. So well, yeah. and I think that I think that's true for anybody at any life stage. Like everybody needs a clear boundary and to transition between those two things from work to home. And I think what this does is it gives you the confidence that you're not missing anything. That you've like Yes. Yep. put the things that need to go to bed to bed and you can move on and have a transition into a totally different role whatever that looks like for you. Yeah, it's massive. If you've never tried it before, if you think it's impossible, please just try it. It is a massive change to to go from feeling scattered, spillover of your workday to, ah, it's a clean break, and I can safely, my brain can rest because it knows the important things at work are taken care of. So I think if you want to, if you've never established a workday startup or shutdown ritual, we've got a tool for you to help you get this set up. If you go to focusonthispodcast.com slash ritual, you'll get our ritual builder that's going to take you step by step in how to build this. Again, it's going to be like a version one. This is going to be something you probably need to edit 
um, over time. And just think of it as an experiment. That's right. So again, the three reasons to have a workday startup and shutdown ritual. First of all, it helps you accept the truth that the day is not endless. Two, it helps you focus so you can be more productive during your workday. And third, it helps you stop working so you can be present elsewhere. And you know, at the end of the day, when you lay down and then you're like, oh, that thing, oh, and that, I forgot to do that. And that email, you know, your brain just can't quite shut off the workday shutdown. That is the key to really helping you stop that problem. And honestly, just in the day with a sense of accomplishment, I think that's what we all want. We all deeply desire that, but it's kind of hard to get in the world that we live in, the workday shutdown. Just try it. Take it away, my friend. Thank you, Blake. Uh, You know what? I always love hearing how the planner is benefiting and really affecting the lives of those in the educational space. That is certainly the case with this week's review that I want to read for you. Sending a shout out to Fly Shop Girl. She says, I love working alongside people who love what they do. And it's evident that all three of the hosts enjoy each other and the work that they're doing. The content is both relevant and accessible. And I enjoy starting my week with this podcast as I get ready to go to school each day. Thank you, Fly Shop Girl, for taking some time, leaving a review on iTunes. And if you're listening and you haven't had a chance or a moment to do so already, would you take a minute, go on iTunes, let us know what you think about the show. We read the reviews every week and uh, I'll look forward to reading your review possibly next week. And we have a call coming through. So we're going to talk with Justin right now. This is Justin. Hey, Justin. It's Courtney and Blake from the Focus on This podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for taking time to be on the podcast with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Where are you from, Justin? I'm in Tehachapi, California, just outside of Bakersfield, north of Los Angeles a little bit. Oh, yeah. I've been to Bakersfield before. Well, surprised you remembered it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you all have a, a baseball team there. Right, we do, yeah. Yes, yeah. That's the, the fighting bakers. <laughs> it's fitting. I'm Courtney Baker. Oh, yeah, there you, you go. know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Justin, today on the podcast, we are talking about rituals, and specifically, we're talking about your workday and startup and shutdown rituals. Right, right. Do you use rituals? Do you do that part of the planner? Uh, I do. And, you know, well, yeah, interesting that you would say that because that was the one that I had the hardest time adjusting to. But I have found that it gives me uh, the greatest sense of focus and clarity throughout the day. What do you do for work? Uh, I run my own coaching and consulting firm. That's awesome. What kind of clients do you have? Uh, I do. So I do executive performance coaching, working uh, predominantly uh, either with the executive's himself or with executive teams that are facing uh, some sort of conflict or growth opportunity. Right, right. So can you let me know, I, I think for me, before I worked with Michael Hyatt and company, I discovered the workday shutdown as a consultant. And I felt like I could always kind of just keep working if I didn't kind of have a process for yeah. not thinking about it. What kinds of things, I mean, was that a process for you to develop? Are you still kind of in that process? Tell me a little bit about formulating that one specifically, the shutdown. Yeah, the the shutdown for me was the hard one. I I had 
a morning ritual. I think for years, even before I knew what it was, like I just figured out what helped me wake up and how I felt good to start the day. But that, that shutdown ritual, because there's always work that can be done was one that I really struggled with probably for a year. So, so I was, I was looking at this, uh, when I, I just completed the, uh, the annual reflection here to, to start the new year. And this is my seventh journal. Uh, and probably for the first five of those, I really struggled with, with nailing a shutdown routine. And so for me, um, it is, it's email and it's text messages. But then, uh, what I do is I walk in the house and actually have just like put my bag in a separate part of the house and do something affirming for my kids when I walk in the door, because that reminds me why I come home and helps me break out of that work mode. I love that. That's some really good tips. Actually, I was writing those down, um, especially when you said text, because I was like, I might add that to my workday shutdown because I find a lot of times now I, because I'm in meetings most of the day that my texts kind of pile up and then, you know, I, I kind of never get back around to text messages. That's terrible, but that might be a great thing to add. That's probably not totally obvious to most people. Uh, well, and that was the hard one because then I, you know, I discover I'm answering text six, seven, eight, nine o'clock at night and I wake up the next day. Well, why am I still so tired? I don't feel like I got a break. Uh, and adding that was the, the secret one to me that allowed me to, to fully disengage from work and start fresh the next day. Yeah, that's awesome. That's an amazing tip. Well, uh, Justin, I, so it sounds like you're a pretty seasoned user of this. It's kind of like a tool. We, we like to say it's a little bit like learning a musical instrument. It takes a little while to develop mastery. Mm-hmm. Uh, from where you sit, if, if you were to hand a planner to someone, maybe it's one of your clients or something, and uh, they were struggling with developing rituals, kind of like you were, uh, be it workday shutdown or, or the morning or, or something else, can you give any constructive uh, feedback or how would you encourage that person as they're trying to learn how to, to use that better? Yeah. Uh, you know, so for me, two things really come to mind. And first, I mean, much like a musical instrument or, or learning another language, any, any skill really, you're going to get out what you put into it. And, you know, and I've, I've handed the journal to people. I refer them. They're like, well, it doesn't really help me. Well, how much time are you actually spending understanding it? So, on the service level, I think if you're willing to invest, you're going to see that return. Um, but even beyond that, there is this idea embedded within it that it, it takes self-exploration. And so setting aside time to, to figure out how is it that I actually recharge? Because it's not just for me about disengaging at the end of the day. While that's important, disengaging for me is not the end goal. It's to recharge and launch into the next day successfully. So figuring out not just, well, how do I want to shut down, but how do I intentionally want to free my mind up to invest and recharge in myself is, is the, the trick that people need to find. And that's actually what I have found. That was the hard part for me because I'm like, well, I've shut my computer, right, but I'm not actually actively recharging. And so for me, it's this two-step process of disengaging and intentionally seeking life-giving activities to recharge for the next day. I think that's so good. Super smart. I love it. Thanks, Justin. And thanks for joining us on the pod today. We appreciate your feedback. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, Justin. Have a great day. (laughs) 
So, Blake, I feel like we've been, we've gone pretty deep today. I feel like it's been kind of a serious episode. And I think it's because, I think you and I both really believe in this, that it's really important that this is probably one of the keys, if we could name something that's really key to that win at work and succeed at life principle that we live by here at Michael Hyatt and Company. But at the end of the day, this is not something we can just wish for you or hope for you or that anybody else can install for you. It's really got to be something that you do for yourself and that you want to do for yourself. So I think if the things that we have said today sound appealing to you or something that has been a struggle, and that could be anything from sleep to just like, you know, you're at home at night, but your brain is still at work. You know, if you're dealing with any of those kind of things that we talked about today, I think this is something really to try and invest some real effort in to try to install each day. You brought it this episode, Courtney. Brought the fire. Thanks, Blake. Yeah. End of episode. (laughs) No. If you also felt like Courtney crushed it, and Verbs and myself, of course, if you're enjoying the show, first of all, thank you for listening. And secondly, you can share about the podcast using the hashtag focus on this podcast. I mean, come on, Courtney. It is the most productive podcast on the internet. That's what that they, is true. That's the word on the street. Word on the street. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next week we are going to be talking about something really important. Something mysterious. Is mysterious. And, it is. And a little dangerous. A lot of people think it's all about time management. Mm-hmm. They'll be, oh yeah, you guys talk about time management. Well, next week we're gonna flip time management on its head. Yep. So be sure to check it out next Monday. And until then, Courtney. Stay, stay focused. focused. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Compass, a monthly program to help full Focus Planner users stay on track with their goals. Learn more at focusonthispodcast.com slash compass.